ooh, that's a bit hard to see, isn't it? I want you to remember five things today, really simple things about the church. Church is family. I take very seriously when someone comes through that door, very seriously. And when someone says they want to be part of this church, to me, you're asking me to be your brother and sister. So this is not a club. When people come and they shop and they say, oh, what do I get out of being here? I say, use the door. Because I want you to be part of a family, not part of a club. And I want you to commit as much as I commit to you. Because when we do that, we're bonded together in a pretty powerful way. And I believe we're supposed to be family. And I believe that the, the connection that you and I are supposed to have is stronger than with our blood family, like my natural sister and brother or whatever. Our bonds should be greater than that. And we should nurture that and we should think it's precious and we should protect it. Because God, you know, in the Bible it doesn't actually say the church is family. It doesn't actually say that. But it's just spoken everywhere. Because God implies it everywhere. He says, I'm your father and you're my children. That makes us family. <laughs> he says, love one another as I've loved you and, and, and share one another's burdens. And we get this beautiful picture of a family where people can come in and receive what they haven't received in their natural family. They can find love and acceptance. They can be part of this family. And it's a, it's a relational dynamic. It means that what we do in church is not about, that, not about the programs. It's about the relationship. And if we don't have relationship, then I don't care how wonderfully we entertain people on Sunday or how many great programs we, we run because it's relationship. And if we don't value that relationship above everything else and work hard for that relationship, then we'll never experience the fullness of God's family. Like, I hate line dancing. I really do. I don't like it. But I know that a bunch of people coming together, putting aside their differences or preferences and going, let's just have fun together, communicates to the world that we are family. And, and, and it's an opportunity for people who've never experienced that to come and go, well, what are you guys sucking on helium balloons or something? What's, you guys are having fun. Where's the alcohol? Where's the drugs? But we just enjoyed one another's company. We laughed at one another. We had a good time. Why? Because we're family. I reckon what we should do is, you know those stickers that you guys have on your car? You should have one for everybody in the church. And every time someone new comes into the church, we add another little sticker on our car. So the back of our car should just be, you know, rows and rows and rows. Because that's you're my family. And when someone wants to leave this family, I take that seriously. Because I want to know why. I want to know what I've done not to enable you to stay. It's so important that we cultivate family. It really is important. There's a lady in our church that posted something on Facebook the other day. This is what she put. I never truly understood what it was to be loved and supported until I came to Catalyst. I am so thankful that God has placed me here and I can learn what friendship and family is really all about. The two years we've done is worth it just for that. That lady's been in church for 20 years. 20 years. That makes my heart ache to think that whatever we're doing as church has not fulfilled that yet until now. 
something's wrong. Something's incredibly wrong. We are family and we've got to, you know, we've got to go through all the highs and lows of being family. We've got to tolerate one another's differences, you know. We're going to get on each other's nerves. We're going to rub each other up the wrong way. We're probably going to say the wrong thing at time or make mistakes. Or, but that's family. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. We're just family. You know, who, who could we ask in Catalyst whether or not we're truly family? Which person could we pick out of the congregation? do you think that would give us the best assessment of whether or not we're a good family? It's an interesting question, isn't it? You know who I would ask? I would ask Shireen. You know why? She doesn't speak a word of English. She can't communicate with us. And if she didn't stand up and say, this church is loving, I think we've failed. She would be the one that I would ask. Don't you think? Ask her. Can you ask? Good, she's not in her head. <laughs> That's good. We love her. And even though she doesn't speak much English, she gives good hugs and kisses. The church is a hospital. You know, we're all celebrating our own recovery. None of us are perfect. No, I haven't got it together. I still make mistakes. And I think sometimes we turn church into this, this place where everyone has to be, you know, wear the mask of, of perfection. But we're not. We're just not. So let's not play the game. You know, we're, we're in the re-ministry, reviving, restoring, renewing. That's what this is all about, of just, you know, being a place where people can come with spiritual, emotional and, and physical problems and find someone who will attend to those wounds. Be it a prayer ministry, be it just a loving arm, be it praying for you know, a physical healing, whatever. This place is a hospital. It's okay to come here if you're sick. In fact, we want people to come who are sick. We want them to come through the door smelling like urine or covered in alcohol because they've been sleeping on the streets and we want them to come here and find love. Find people that will not reject them and just embrace them because we're family. So we love and accept them and we embrace them because we're family, but we're also a hospital. We're on a journey of trying to grow people, even relationally, how to function normally. A lot of people don't know what relationships truly are, not good ones, because they've never had them. And we get a bit offended because someone doesn't treat us the right way, but they don't know how. They've never had a mum and dad in a stable home, and so we've got to be fairly tolerant. Because there's going to be ostracised people or marginalised people that are going to come. But we want to take them when they're wounded and turn them into warriors. That's what we want to do as a church because we're a hospital. And the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us because he's anointed us to proclaim good news. You don't have to live broken anymore. You can live whole. He's just sent us to proclaim freedom for prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. I love that verse. Because that's our ministry. We're a hospital. We're also a body. I hope you're here to serve the greater good, not to serve yourself. Because that's a really powerful church. When we come to offer, not to take when we come to give and to serve and give our part of the, bo of the body. 
And I believe when we have that spirit of generosity and, and understand that the gifts that God's given you are unique, and if you bring them and offer them to this community of people, then we become so much the richer for that blessing. And if everyone comes with that attitude, we're all giving and giving and giving instead of saying, what do I get? What do I get? We give and we give and we give. And we don't give and go, well, I've given. I didn't get back. It wasn't reciprocal. It may not always be. It may not always be. Sometimes you just got to give. I don't know that Jesus got too many pats on the back along the way. We've got to celebrate that we are unified and yet we're very diverse. You know, I barrack for the best football club in the world. But not all of you would agree with that. You might call us drug cheats, something nasty like that. But we're a family, so I'll forgive you. <laughs> but really, we are a body, and what we want to do is we want to train people. We want to help people understand. We want young guys like this to realize God's given me a worship gift and given me opportunity to use it and grow it and expand it. So we don't want to be professional. We just want to be relational. And there's a big difference. And sometimes churches make the mistake of becoming professional instead of relational. And then there's no room for failure. There's no room for mistakes. There's no room to, to grow and learn. We want to be a body where you, you can. You can try. You can fail. We won't curse you for failing. We'll dust you off and say, hey, have another go. Do it better next time. <laughs> we're also an army. really believe we're an army. But we don't fight with the weapons that the world fights with. I was thinking the other day, you know, um, imagine if Jesus run f ran for Prime Minister in Australia. I don't think he'd get many votes. Because his vote policy would be, yeah, let them all come. <laughs> and his foreign policy would be, we're going to love our enemies. We're going to love them. And he'd be looking for all the marginalised people saying, well, let's take the money off the rich and give it to them. So he would vote for the person who would bless the poor the most. He wouldn't vote for himself, I don't think. But then politics and religion is a bit like mix mixing ice cream and manure. Really, isn't it? doesn't matter. You can mix the two together, but the manure will always be smelly. And the ice cream will go off pretty quick if you put manure in it. But we really are an army and we need to fight. We need to fight for our families. We need to fight for our own freedom. We need to fight for our church. We need to fight for this nation. And we fight by praying and locking our shields together and realising that we have authority. God's kingdom is all about dominion. So we have a right and responsibility to occupy, officer, and not let anything come in that we don't want here. We have that mandate. We were here first. And we've put God's anointing and God's protection on this area. And the day is going to come where we're going to have to probably pick at an adult shop or do something to say, no, we don't want you here. Because we're an army and we've got to fight and we've got to advance and we've got to conquest. We're going to go into Clyde and Cranburn and plant a church. Do you know the history of churches in Cranburn? It is shocking. They've been decimated. Why? Because there's a battle going on. There's a battle going on, but we don't stop and we fight. We fight for injustice. We fight for people that don't have a voice. We fight. We fight and we fight. We fight when other people can't fight because we've got a power ministry. 
Yes? We've got the Spirit of God. We've got the best weapon there is. And the church is a bride. You know, the church is the only lasting pillar of truth in our society, and even that's getting watered down, isn't it? Just ask Mr. Rudd. He'll tell you all about the Bible. You know, um, it's so misrepresented now. No one knows what truth is anymore. No one knows how to handle the Word of God. No one knows how to stand with integrity. But we're a bride. We should be pure and spotless. We're in this covenant love relationship. I love it when I look around and I see Ethan just standing there with his arms wide open praising God because he understands what love is. It's wonderful. It really is. We've got to lift up that standard of holiness and I pray that we're an extravagant worship people because it's just a reflection of our love that our, our, our King is coming back for us. It really is beautiful. The church is... A family, therefore I am committed to family. The church is a hospital, therefore I'm committed to loving and nurturing broken people and walking along them, the side of them, because I'm one of them too. I'm broken. The church is a body, therefore I am committed to serving this body of people with my gifts to the best of my ability the church is an army therefore I am going to fight till my last dying breath I'm going to fight for the church because I believe in it more than anything else I really believe that the church is the hope of this nation and the nations of the world the local church when it functions as a family and as a body, and as an army, and as a hospital, and as a bride. When we have all those five happening, the church is just an unstoppable force. It truly is. It is truly a force to be reckoned with. The church is a bride. Therefore, I am committed to being someone who's holy, in the pursuit of holiness, longing for God to cleanse me and purify me. So that's all I want to share with you today. Just remember who we are. Remember what we're doing and why we're doing it. Because this is a really blessed church. I don't know if you stop now and again and just take a step back and go, have a think about who's in this church and how special they are and who God has brought in. Like two years ago, we didn't even know each other. Well, we didn't. I didn't know any one of you. I would have fallen over you in the street and... Wouldn't have made any difference. But you've impacted my life. Because you're my family and you're very precious to me. And I would lay down my life for you guys. I might argue a bit, but I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, some of you. The Collingwood supporters, I think I'd find it a little bit harder to lay down my life for the McLeans. It'd be like, oh Lord, that's the ultimate sacrifice. Isn't that to die for a Collingwood supporter? But I would. I would. I would lay down my life. But that's, that's the sort of spirit and passion we should have about this place. So don't drag the church down. Build it up. It gets such a bad rap. And, and I don't think a lot of times it's, it's justified because we're all just people on a journey and we make mistakes. But as long as we're willing to learn, as long as we're willing to be transparent and encourage one another and nurture one another, we're going to get there. You know what makes the church so special? 
you do. That's what makes it special, isn't it? Because if we all come with that hard attitude and everyone comes and you amalgamate them all together, that's what makes it a blessing. When you have two or three really passionate people and the rest are all sort of just waiting for something to happen, does, church doesn't work. We're all in. It's boots and all. It's everything we are. It's worth fighting for. It really is. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you. Thank you that you gave Cheryl and I the nudge, the push, whatever it was, to bring us here. Because we have been blessed and are being blessed by the wonderful people that you've put around us, Lord. And, and we've done some good things and we've seen you at work, Lord God, but we know the battle's not over. There's so much more to be done. And Father, we want to thank you as we look in the review mirror that we can just see your hand of provision and protection and your blessing. And Lord, we want to look ahead and we want to ask you, Lord, would you give us the privilege of doing this over and over and over again and taking catalyst and growing it and, and, and using it, Lord, as a place where you can say, I am well pleased with these people. I'm well pleased with them because they're a family. They're a hospital where the broken can come. They're a body that celebrates unity and diversity and lets people use their gifts. And It's not about a hierarchy of the privilege, but it's about all in, a body functioning together, Lord. Father, I thank you that we can be an army. That little old ladies can get on their knees and pray, and it's powerful. That young people that are six or seven or eight or nine, that out of their mouths can be the most incredible force of prayer. And Father, we are an army. We can fight together. We can lock our shields together. We can stand against the fiery darts of the enemy. And Lord, we're a bride. We're so unique because we reflect who you are, Lord. So, Father, I want to thank you today for each and every one here, Lord. I want to thank you for the blessing that they are to me and my family and the families round about us, Lord. I thank you. I treasure them just as I know that you do. And, Lord, all my prayer is today is that you will take us on. Teach us more about being family. Teach us more about being a hospital for the broken. Lord, teach us more about being a body so we can bring the best out in one another and use the gifts that you've given us to the maximum. Lord, help us to be that army that fights on its knees, that won't give any ground, but will advance and occupy every step we take. We take the kingdom with us. And Lord, help us to be that bride, to pursue holiness above all else, to be worshippers, extravagant for you. Father, thank you for the journey you've brought us on. But Lord, we say more. We want more. Not for our sake, but for the sake of the world. Lord, we want to see lives in Cranbourne transform. We want to see lives in Pakenham transform. We want to see lives right down this corridor impacted because this church was willing to pay the price of family, to invest into it. When the rest of the world says we're too busy or we're too tired, we say no. We'll fight for family. We'll do the things that bond us together, that unite us together. Lord, we'll fight the good fight. 
Lord, I want to ask for your blessing over each and every one today. Lord, would you renew their passion for the church? Would you renew their vision to be a part of something that's going to revolutionize the world? Lord, our catch cry as a church is the revolution of love because love's the key to all of this, Lord. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your power, the power of your love to go into a nation that doesn't know what love is and love all over people and be extravagant for you. Lord, I thank you for your church. I thank you for this church that you called it into being out of nothing. And you have a plan and a destiny for this church and the churches that we will plant. And what a privilege that is to set people apart to go and do a new thing in God. That's the heart of God to multiply. And so, Lord, we thank you and we praise you today in Jesus' name.